Hey everyone, Jeremiah here with Board Games FM, powered by Theology of Games, and wanted to uh, respond to AJ's episode yesterday in which he asked, hey, what are some games that maybe got you into the hobby but no longer find their way onto your table? And that's a tricky question for me. Obviously, I think when it comes to Euro games, uh, Settlers of Catan was probably the first straight up Euro game that I played, which I'll tell you something, you know, that whole uh, $500 uh, in store credit I got that I mentioned a few days ago. Uh, yeah, my Settlers of Catan copy was part of that. I sold it off. I haven't played that game in, gosh, I don't know, four or five years. It's gone. It's dead to me. I There are so many other games that I would much, much rather play than Settlers. So I no longer have a copy of Settlers in my in my uh, in my collection. So that would be one of those. But if you go way, 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 way back to when I was, I guess, first becoming a gamer. Now, I've always played games, uh, played cards and solitaire and hearts and rummy and rook and all these these games as a kid. Always loved playing games. And one of the first games I remember playing that was different than you know uno or monopoly or the trash that makes its way onto most american game tables for family game night was uh this game called hemlock which is this very cool little i don't even know what you i it's a it's kind of a diversion it's a hidden identity game where you're moving these pieces around a board but everybody has a secret role there each player is one color of these detectives and you're trying to get your your guy to a certain point or past the goal or something i don't know it's been a long time since i played it it was a very cool game i would love to get a copy of it still i'm not even sure if hemlock is the right name for it because i mean i was probably six or seven at the time i loved that game though it was so much fun but i think the game that really got me into gaming that i certainly don't play anymore is there's two of them it would be overpower which was a craptastic a collectible card game from the early 90s, right around the time that Magic came out and everything became a CCG. Overpower was based on Marvel characters and you would build your deck, you would have four heroes and you would put them out and you would draw a hand and you would use your different characters to try and attack your opponent and knock them out and win by beating up the other guy. The game was awful. The cards, there were very few special abilities. Most of the cards were just a certain attack type. And you had to have a hero that could handle that attack type. And that was it. Um, it was <clears throat> very poorly done. And I still have actually some of those <laughs> some of those cards somewhere in a box in storage somewhere. Um, but I haven't played that game forever. The other one, the other CCG that I got into quite a bit, and uh, to if you think about it, it's weird because I've never actually been a Magic player. But at the time, everything was a CCG. But one of the best CCGs ever, in my opinion, was Middle Earth. Middle Earth was from Iron Crown Enterprises or Entertainment, some Canadian company. 
And it was what you would think of if I said, hey, this game is called Middle Earth. It was all based in the Lord of the Rings realm. Very, very cool, intricate rules for this game. You could actually play up to five players because each player represented a wizard. So you've got Gandalf and Saruman and uh, Radagast and Palando. And I'm trying to think of the fifth one, which is it's escaping me right now. But you've got all of those and you build your deck and there's a location deck that you have and you have your regular deck and you travel through these locations facing perils and when you're traveling all the other players are playing against you they're playing hazards and creatures and stuff and then when it's their turn you're doing the same to them but you're trying to find items eventually the whole concept is that you do find the one ring and go to the mount doom and throw it in the cracks of doom Uh, It was a great, great game. The artwork is fantastic. I'm serious. Go Google this. Go Google Middle Earth CCG, or a lot of the abbreviations are just M-E-C-C-G, and then Google the artwork for it. It's awesome. The cards were great. There's all this really original, well-done artwork for these cards. Um, You can actually still, a lot of times, I know one of the artists for sure, his name is Ed Beard Jr. He shows up at all the conventions and he usually has some of the artwork from that game on display with him. Fabulous artist, really, really enjoy his work. And uh, I've gotten, you know, some of my cards were signed. I I met up with him at, at Origins a handful of years ago. So great game but nobody plays well there there is people that still play it but none of my gamer friends still play it i haven't played it in literally 20 plus years but it was i I have such fond memories and maybe I, i we didn't even really get to play it a whole lot back then and it was really hard to collect because it was hard to find it was expensive But I have such great memories of sitting around the table in my parents' house with a couple of my buddies and my brother and playing this game with the old animated Hobbit and Lord of the Rings on the TV and just uh, having a great time with it. And it really kind of, to me, it, it sort of solidified what gaming was. I was terrible at the game. I was just getting into gaming and deck building and, you know, constructing a deck to try to play. And, but I didn't care because we just had so much fun goofing off, ripping on each other, just having fun. And to me, that's, that's when I kind of got hip to the idea that this is what gaming is. So anyway, that's a really long segment on games that we don't play anymore, but, um, just wanted to throw that out there, uh, overpower and, uh, and middle earth were definitely two of my favorites that really got me into more hobby gaming. Now, for a long time, I played a lot of collectible games before I got into tabletop gaming and Euro games and things like that. But that was kind of the roots of all of that. All right, well, that's going to do it for today. I don't think we've got any other segments coming up for this episode today. Stay tuned. We've got some cool new snazzy things happening here on Board Games FM. So in the next couple of episodes, things are going to sound actually a little different when you tune in. Looking forward to showing that to you guys. But also, let's keep this conversation going. Use that voice message feature here on Anchor, or you can just tweet at us, or you can always email us at uh, at theologyofgames at gmail.com. 
keep the conversation going. Let us know what games you you played that really got you into gaming that maybe don't make it to the table anymore. And maybe why, you know, did you just outgrow it or did it become stale or is it just something that like me, nobody plays collectible card games the way they used to and nobody can find these cards anymore. Hint, hint, I've got a bunch of them. But uh, <laughs> anyway, so let us know. Use that feature, like I said, or any way to get a hold of us. And we'll be talking to you very, very soon here on Board Games FM, powered by Theology of Games.